You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Well, welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show. Uh, you're listening to the dulcet tones of myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate, joined by Errol Parker, editor-at-large. How are you, Errol? Good to have you back. Good, mate. Not so dulcet on my end, but uh, we'll see how we go. Well, we've been lucky. We've been on a roll the last couple of weeks. Last week, actually, in particular, we had the pride of Bankstown Human Nature. Uh, they joined us. Really mm-hmm. hit some nostalgia buttons. I completely forgot how involved they were in the um, in the Olympics opening ceremony. And then to do an 11-year residency in Vegas. These guys have made some cash. But, you know, today we're following it up. We're going to uh, dip a decade, dip a generation even, to um, the pride of Canberra. Basically, Canberra's answer to human nature. We're joined today by Peking Duck. Thank you. Happy Adam, to disappoint you guys. Adam and Ruben, thank you for joining oh, Thank us. you for having us, dudes. Thank yeah. you. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is. We love you, lads. Thank you. Well, thanks. We, we, we have interviewed you before. We did a live event. Uh, it was. It was a long time ago. The same day as our book launch, actually. Yeah, I had a fuckload more hair back then. Yeah. We, yeah uh, it's looking lush, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the... It's it, like... Fro- they're still like, there, you know. Because, well, like if you were up on the roof, you you, you wouldn't be saying that. So, uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's a nice. natural. If you were up on the roof. Yeah. If you were looking through, that, to through the manhole, if you were yeah. a bird in a tree looking yeah. down upon me, you'd be like, "That fucking bloke needs a haircut." <laughs> no, I reckon no, I got like, a good angle on you here. Nice. Naturally yeah. blonde, uh, unlike. Yourself, Ruben, you, you did the quarantine um, Cisco-style haircut. It's you? true. I bleached it, and now it's- Now it's going back. Well, now I've, I've been dying it brown, but then it keeps going orange, so I have to keep dying it brown. And look, yeah. you just you caught me in the interim mm. phase, and it's yeah. not looking great. Wait, do you dye it yeah. back to brown? Yeah, now? I keep dying it brown. But your natural color is brown, so if you let it grow out, wouldn't it just go back to- no, because the bleach always wins. Oh, once you've bleached it, oh damn! <laughs> you have to keep dying. You got to bring it back to yeah. Brown Town. Yeah, I got to go Brown Town tonight. Well, actually. see, that's the kind of haircut I would expect a man to be wearing uh, if he's trying to sell me a VE Commodore on a nature strip in Tuggeranong. So <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is so descriptive and bang on. <laughs> Essentially like that. Yeah, Tuggeranong is full of great VE. It's Commodores. full of great nature and strips. Don't go past the lowered Hilux. Yeah, the no. Lolux. The yeah, Lolux. Lolux. Yeah. yeah, that is Tuggeranong delight. I was in mm-hmm. Canberra last weekend and they're still banging around. Yeah, lots of them. More of a Lodeo man myself. Lodeo. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. and like, and then painting it like a, a terrible lime green, but making it matte, or like a low yeah. roller, no pearlescent. Yeah, pearlescent. pearlescent. Oh, dude, yeah. that's the different money. color, different angles. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of Canberra, can you tell us how you discovered electronic music in um, a city mostly made up of public servants and foreign diplomats? Yep, it's a great question. Actually. That is a solid question. Adam only listened. To hip hop before, and right. I only listened to indie rock, and I mean, obviously, we both loved Metallica and Slayer and things that were Megadeth. Shout out Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello, <laughs> me. It's me again <laughs> in my misfits way of life. <laughs> A dark black past um, is mine. So you're borderline emo. Yeah, borderline for sure. I was yeah. dyeing my hair black. Oh, look, the hair's always getting done. <laughs> it hasn't stopped. <laughs> no, we um. Well, there was a club called Lot Thirty Three yeah. in yeah. Canberra that had a lot of 
at the time, at the time, electronic music was in a very special moment. It, there were there were people like Crookers and Bloody Beetroots and Fake Blood and and this club, mind you, is not much bigger than this room that we're in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. And like acts like those would come. Through. Oh, it's like a back room type. Fully, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Similar, same size yeah. vibe. They even they had Dead Mouse went and played there like after a festival. Right. Like, yeah. So it was. It was a, a cool strange place. place, but this it was this club that would just have these crazy parties, and the the primal, I guess, primal nature of it all felt just so new and different. Yeah, and we just turned eighteen, so obviously it was like, oh, we should go to a club. I guess that's what you do when you turn eighteen. And the clubs like that we started going to were terrible. It was like you know, yeah, whack, really yeah. bad. I uh, no, see mooseheads. Mooseheads. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, I'm glad you know it. Yeah. I was going to say mooseheads, thinking, no, oh, they won't know that. But <laughs> Clancy know. used to go to Cube back in the day. Wasn't oh, Cube. Now Cube's lit. actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I used to come and pick you up from. Yeah, the I was <laughs> be hanging out yeah. with fringe NRL players down there. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Great time. Pick you up at seven a.m. from Cube with yeah. all the NRL players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Raiders. A couple punch-ons. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of punch-ons around there. And the hockey ruse. Hockey ruse. I saw about four punch-ons last weekend in Canberra yeah it's, yeah. it's a violent like it will just violent town. rural New South Wales yeah the, the, not not the small towns but the rural epicenters yeah of which Canberra I guess is one start mm, looking yeah. at the Woggers Newcastle Newy oh yeah Newcastle is absolutely oh Newcastle's <laughs> every time Dude. we went down King Street in Newcastle like after the gig we'd go to the Maccas and Maccas I think people trained every single day of the week for Saturday night at Maccas yeah yeah it became like a like a fighting Championship, yeah, yeah. and the, yeah, it's like, it's like you know, entertainment. It's great, great for you know you fellas out out in the town. Bit of, <laughs> bit yeah. of entertainment, yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. slippery but, slippery tiles in Maccas too. Oh it's yeah, it can to get tiles. dangerous. Yeah. It can get real dangerous. <laughs> but we are these these acts like Crookers and Fake Blood and stuff. We kind of I don't know. It all felt very new and fresh, and we kind of wanted to. Like, I don't know. What are they be a doing up there? We're like, uh, we're like, because they they got these little things and. We didn't know what they were, the decks, and like we're used to maybe seeing a, a vinyl DJ with a rapper or like seeing a yep. band play things live. But we saw these like electronic looking things, and we thought, you know, every time a hi hat would come on or like the drop would happen, they were doing all this and programming it live. But once we found out, they were simply <laughs> mixing songs into each other. Once we found out other. they're not yeah. doing a thing, we go, we can do this. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. this is... So it was a good learner for young men. Like, yeah, well, before we... Before you started yeah. making music, you would just play it in the club and Yeah, so we drink, started DJing. for free. <laughs> yeah. Our first actual yeah. booked as DJs was a place called Kremlin Bar. And the, the lady that hired us told us that if anyone gets up and starts dancing whilst you're DJing, you're fired <laughs> immediately. And we got, we got fired. Yeah, we, we, we got... We were having too much fun. We were like, we didn't know what we were we're, doing. And they're like, get up off your seats. And they're like, no, if you say that again, you can't come back here. We're like, we don't want to come back here. Yeah, because like, you're fired. We're like, no, we left. We had never been uh, treated in such a manner of like, oh, yeah, you can just have free drinks. Like the, any, you can order any drinks you want and they're for you. Also in a cocktail bar. paid to press play on a CD player. Like and like free drinks. It's like clown town. <laughs> We're just in there like. We'll have eight Long Island iced teas, thanks. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. where that's where Mungus as well. One <laughs> that, of the bartenders. <laughs> and he wheelchair. loved us. Yeah. And his name was Mungus. Dude, his name was Mungus. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, I think he was the demise of us. <laughs> he used to load us up and make us so blotto that we couldn't remember anything. We, we can't even you, remember getting fired. Play, yeah. You play the same song again? 
Yeah, just playing the same songs over oh, and over. That happened. Cisco, so much. Cisco I'd thong song. song, and Adam would be like, "We already played that," and I'm like, "What? It's too late." Oh, that's that. Hap- that still happens. <laughs> that still happens. Adam's really good at memory. I'm, I'm good at the memory goldfish. game. You have to quickly fade out the song again. Yeah, yeah, it's it happened. Just a throwback to that other song we played two songs ago. Didn't play yeah. it quite good enough the first time. We'll play it a bit faster this time. But camera actually, um, once we started like writing music yeah. and then getting it out there thanks to a local promoter named Hugh Foster. Mm-hmm. He kind of took us under his wing and sent out a bunch of our music to Ministry of Sound. Yeah, right. They got in contact and they were down to clown and we kind of just kept And going. that was kind of the back of the glory days of yep. Ministry of Sound. Yeah. Because they had, they had the market on, yeah. on yeah. electronic music. Didn't yeah, they, man. They, they even did, did the chill out sessions. Yeah, those CDs the, banged. Like yeah, they, yeah. they would go straight. Yeah, they would just sell, sell, sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, this was in that weird sessions. interim, right? This was like before, just as CDs were dying, yeah. before Fading. streaming had come in. Mm. Weird gray area. And it's when like iTunes really took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, it's when you'd have to put a CD onto iTunes and then onto your freaking yep. yeah, 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 on your pod. totally. Yeah, but then yeah. you could, you know, make a playlist on a cd and give that to someone for their birthday yeah, yeah. so that was and then you could dj the, dj the clubs of canberra with a hard drive full of pirated music yeah exactly <laughs> from limewire <laughs> playing limewire joints with like, the, with like yeah with like the with like the watermark on their audio limewire limewire <laughs> in the drop like in the main section yeah. i remember like we'd spin songs sometimes and it'd be like sound kind of shit and adam would be like Man, are you sure you got this off Zippy Shit? Where, where did you download this piece <laughs> like, of shit? Did you get this off Media yeah, Like, Where'd you download this piece of shit? Yeah. Or like you'd like play a song and the track title, it'd be a completely different yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'd just be stuck playing like, Don't Worry, Be Happy <laughs> yeah. by Motley Crue. As it, as it said on the CDJ. I thought this was Dead Mouse. Damn it. Yeah, damn, we blew it. Oh, you thought, or that you'd get that weird Bill Clinton yeah I yeah. did not have sexual yes. relations with that, that woman dude but I did buy my t-shirts from that was on yeah. everything <laughs> yeah that was that was a pandemic quite a watermark yeah, that was just a virus that was a that was a <laughs> st- that was just a straight up virus <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Who made that? I wonder. I don't know. Like, it was good marketing. Yeah, it was, genius. It was disruptive. You know, it was guerrilla marketing, <laughs> yeah. guerrilla warfare. So, would you say that the Potbellies played a major influence on your? <laughs> <laughs> Because they were that same era, Bloody Beatrice. Well, and who was around when you guys were? Aston Shuffle, for Aston sure. Aston Shuffle. They were yeah. huge. Because like, they were also from Canberra. Seeing yeah. a duo come out of Canberra and be on, like, you know, Bloody Beatrice remix, Aston Shuffle. And, and they, did a com- they did crazy. a ministry compilation CD, like we yeah. were talking about, with Bloody Beatrice, and they remixed each other. And yeah. We were like, if, if two dudes from Canberra can be working with our idols and these gods yeah. like that, then we were like, surely we can at least give it a crack. Yeah. And we did. And it's funny because we actually got, we got to play a show with Bob Reefer from Bloody yeah. Beaches at Webster Hall in New York City. Right. And he brought us out on stage and he, cause we told him how much he means to us. And yeah, he took that to heart and then told the whole crowd and we were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he brought us out at the start of his set and like got him wow. all to say, clap clap you guys did good and yep. that was cool and he kept flipping the microphone and then dropping it oh. <laughs> he has like this party trick on stage he's like oh, jumping around <laughs> oh, yeah i mean the bob Rifo, if you're listening i love you yeah but this love is funny you. He's it, like, it was funny he's jumping up and down like jumping around he's got a microphone he's like you clink, were laughing too clink. we were all laughing everyone was laughing and he's just like every time like he did it like 
maybe 14 so, so times. You're saying with set. like a microphone that's turned on all the way when yeah. it's loud, it hits the ground as yeah. hard as it can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he did it like 14 times throughout the set, and every time he went for it again, we're like, well, oh, come he do these things where he jump up onto the DJ booth and then launch the microphone and like really high, like really, really? High. and then he jump up and grab it, but. It was very dark <laughs> yeah. and waves to her. And just miss it's it. a good gag. Like it's it's a good gag if that's what. Yeah, fourteen times. It's a bit stale. It's a bit stale by the by the tenth. <laughs> yeah, but hey. I loved everyone. <laughs> Everyone's got their gimmick. It was fun. Now, you guys, it's been interesting watching the rise. I wouldn't say glow up because you've been real stayers. I remember you end up getting towards like you kind of break out of the regional festivals. You start yeah. hitting the, the big headline, you know, capital cities, and then you hit State of Origin. You know what I mean? Yeah, you start, you start that's Becca. household stuff. You start getting, you yeah. know, where, you know, obviously promoters and entertainment industry is willing mm. to back Peking Duck as a as a household yeah. like name. Yeah. We asked this of most guests, but when was the penny drop that, oh, shit, my cousin's yeah. mates know who we are? Yeah. That, <laughs> it's pretty, it's really wild yeah. now, like- even- when did you first realize you were big shots? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's one moment which uh, obviously we were so far from a household name at this point, but yeah. there was one really big leap yep. for us, which was the most noticeable leap. And I think that was when we were at South by Southwest and we had just released the song High. Mm, yeah. And all the songs before that, you know, had maybe, you know, got a few plays here and there on Triple J. But while we're in the US for South By and, and WMC in Miami, we we went over there, you know, as kids just to go check everything out. And Check everything out. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's a fun and time. It was and it, great. Like, and it was like, I'm guessing it was like a financial risk to South by Southwest. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It was just. It was so expensive. Yeah. And, you know, at, lost for, the, for the lost kind of sales we were doing, of pesto. The, the label wasn't going to chuck in yeah. for us. And you're on Esther visas and you're illegally in America. Totally. Completely. It's yeah. all sketchy as hell. It was sus. It's but, sus. Yeah, we, we were over there. I'm here to see Mount Rushmore, sir. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You here for work? Please don't um, find my USBs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How's he going to know I'm a DJ? The USBs, bro, hide them. The CDs. Them. Yeah, we had CDs Our mate at that Tyson point. got sent back from the UK because he was holding CDs. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he that, got the, the, you know Tyson generic. Yeah. yeah, he was like detained in Heathrow Airport for like twelve hours because he had a CD wallet. And then he was sent CDs. home. Oh he had headphones and CDs. They're like, we know what you're up to. And he, he was detained with another DJ as well. There was yeah. like another DJ in there, oh, and he's right. like, "What they get you for? Oh yeah, mate, check it. CD goes, wallet. What do you play? Garage. Garage, of course, mate. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we're, yeah, we're in South by and. And while we were there, like uh, Anna, our publicist at the time for Ministry of Sound, she was- uh, Anna Fitzgerald, love ya. Yeah. She was working the record with Nova and Today and Kiss and, you know, seeding, radio stations. Seeding it. Yeah. Mm. You know, seeding it out. And we had no idea any of this was happening. And then there was one moment where she was like, guys, I just got it added, you know, across the board to every station. And we were like, what? Yeah, yeah what? crazy and uh we didn't think like we're like is that a good thing or a bad thing because yeah. you know 
pop radio is that going to kill us yeah yeah. Uh, Not that we had any integrity in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we were just yeah. like, we've had uh, Carl and Jackie O, yes, please. We'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're there. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were like, Triple J are playing us. Does that mean Triple J will stop playing? We didn't yeah, yeah. know what was going on. For sure. But we, You uh, kind of overthink the selling out element a lot. Yeah. Everyone does. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. And totally. Then, like, there was that moment when we flew direct from pretty much Miami to a gig in Perth, and the song had been played for, like, four weeks across the board on all the like pop stations and that moment when we got to the gig mm. in perth was that was when it really was obvious that yeah, right. things had changed yeah there you was know, a yeah we had played only up until that moment we'd only played gigs to you know really munted blokes yeah. and they were really into like the heavy electro people yeah. like mungus yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the munguses of the world mungus yeah. and ourselves <laughs> and you know it was you know always sweat fest fart night clubs yeah, like mad monday <laughs> shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh sweat fest fart but things turned around that very day and uh we we rocked up to the club and we're like oh who else is playing like there was a line all the way around the There was block. a line around the corner of uh, people that we never thought would come to one of our shows. Yeah, it was like yeah, right. people that were well-dressed. and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People that looked very uh, presentable. They heard you on the way to work. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that, and yeah. then and the line well, the was promoter, around the corner. Yeah, and we're like, so who's who's on tonight? And they're like, just you guys. And we're like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. We're like, surely this is a gag. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Perth? Yeah. <laughs> I have to play for three hours? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Just come from Miami. Yeah, but, dude. I'm but, tired. It was crazy, yeah. So the song High really... Uh, changed everything and it didn't make us a household name or anything but it was like such a sizable leap from you know playing to around 15 to 20 munted people yeah. per gig to playing to you know sold out packed yeah. massive venues yeah yeah and it was uh it was crazy so where did the production where did that start i mean obviously that was happening before south by southwest but yeah. at what point did you say to each other it's time to stop yeah, maybe we should do this in a studio and not our respective bedrooms. Well, it's well, we yeah, still we still question. do it in uh, bedrooms. I mean, yeah. I write a lot of stuff on planes, yeah. bedrooms, anywhere, yeah. like with laptops and VSTs and audio plugins. Yeah. You can we, do anything now just like, from a laptop, which is, yeah. I mean, it's a great thing. There's just more kids making more music, but yeah, computer music is the easiest way I can describe when someone goes, "What is Peking Duck?" and I'm like. Like when Nan or Nan's friend or yeah, someone yeah, up yeah. see yeah. You go, Nan, shut up. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're I thought like, you were a chef. They're like, so what's the <laughs> <laughs> they're like, so what kind of music is it? Yeah. And I'm like, I guess dance music. They're like, but like, is it? <laughs> I thought you were a chef. <laughs> they don't understand. So I have to, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. say, look, computer the best thing I can explain is computer music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just make the music on a computer. They're like, oh, so the computer makes it. I'm like, no, we make it yeah. with the computer. They're like, so do you make the chords? And it's like, yes, we can do the chords. Yeah. We can do every single part. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, people go, oh, man, computer music, DJs just press buttons. It's like, yeah. bro, what are pianists to do? Yeah, <laughs> facts. Yeah. Facts. That is a lot of buttons. <laughs> That's like that people that talk best. about- yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well said. It's yeah. like people oh. that talk about sampling as well, like yeah. that, you know, and they're like, oh, sam like sampling. You should make it more organic and make it your own. It's like- why would yeah. I spend 10 hours recording a snare drum 
And then it's a sample anyway, <laughs> as yeah. opposed to just getting a sample of a snare drum and putting it on a saving Or table. you could do, you know, what like every heavy band did in the 70s and just steal everything from blues. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, That's, yeah. The same chords. Just, and yeah, just be same like, chords, same just, vibe. Just, just, just be like, maybe we should not make it about blues and make it about, you know, like drugs and fucking and Sex, stuff. Sex, like, yeah. 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 We could do what. Yeah, that um, is kind of crazy, that isn't it? How yeah. blues was just really jacked from its origins and yeah. sold as something else. You could do what um, you could do what uh, Guns N' Roses did and basically steal all of your music from Australian Crawl. Dude, Australian Crawl are the shit. <laughs> yeah, well, they well, showed the inspiration. Did they? Did they? Did they? Sweet that, Child of Mine. There's a an what? original that was being played in the pubs of uh, that'll get Portsy. Bro, uh, what's yeah. the song? Unpublished Critics by Australian Crawl. Let's do it. Let's yes, do it. please do please. it. I have not right. heard Lately, this. I have been raving about Australian Crawl. Wow, the verses, wow. yeah. So the pub rock scene was big in, uh, was, no, it was was they were aware of it. Yeah. And, and then you end up with a band like that that's a super group yep. created by a label. Dog. Sorry, yeah. James Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no push for you, James. Somebody's got to open up a case on that. Yeah. 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 Open up the books. Wait, should we do it right here, right now? Yeah. Well, we had James Rain on here and we asked him about it and he yeah. was like, yes, 100%. That's what we believe. Real? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. 100%. They I mean, stole it's it. not sick, yeah. but that's good that he's- And he like, was not bitter about it at all. He was fine with it. He real was fans, like, you know, no. Oh, yeah. Cool. Real ones, no. Real yeah. ones, no. There'd be a real lot of AC fans, leathery old men in surf pubs down there <laughs> yeah. in the Mornington Peninsula. They know everyone in Portsea <laughs> knows. <laughs> Portsea. Portsea People start all the old dudes like spray painting, like tagging houses in Portsea. Fuck guns and Australian roses. Coral did it first, cunts. Yeah. AC done it first. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, your DJs who make music uh, through. Computers. Computers. Through yeah. computers. Uh, borrowing, yeah. taking, reappropriating, yeah. and creating. Yeah. And how did we get to the stage where we were doing it on computers? Yeah. I guess it comes back to we were wondering what the people were doing mm. live when we saw Bloody Beatroots play at Lot 33 in Canberra. Yeah. We were like, what are they doing? And so it turns out what they were doing was spending their time, and it took us a while to f- figure this out. They were spending their time in the studio making the music so that when they got to the club, all they had to do was, you know, play the song yep. jump around flip jump the around. microphone yeah, yeah. Right. flip the mic and <laughs> do a couple push ups on yeah. stage and then you get- <laughs> <laughs> I, I know but like how come if it's quite easy then why are there lots of DJs that come in pairs I mean you know you've got that's the thing it is like if it's so easy then why do you need two of you to do it so I, like, yeah. well said it's very I mean, well like said they could be asking us the same like question <laughs> I mean this is what ultimately and led to Daft Punk there was Justice the, the, Daft Punk yeah the, the, duos are a big thing Mastercraft Aston Shuffle again the White Stripes I think just, you know. I think it's a musical dynamic to have two people you can bounce ideas off each other and yeah. there's always a fresh set of ears so if you're presenting an idea it falls on fresh ears which yeah. always adds a new 
perspective and then you can grow from that. I think if you hit a wall as one person, it's hard to break through that, yeah. I, yeah. I think. And just having someone to play it to also, yeah. especially yeah. like back totally. then, it was like, all right, I'll play you this. And then as soon as you start playing it, you're like, oh, yeah. now I know what's missing. You realize all of its flaws. You realize all the things segment. that need fixing straight away. Where so- if you're on your own, <laughs> it just, it just yeah. turns into That's mush. my next question. During the pandemic, one yeah. of you was overseas. Yes. One of you was in LA. One of you was back in Australia. <laughs> What kind of places did you guys get to without that second opinion right next to you? Oh, <laughs> some strange places. Some dark places. Yeah. Yeah. Deep down the rabbit hole of Musically, yeah. It's, like- like, well, it's funny because the way that me and Ruben have always worked is like we'll present ideas to each other and then if we fuck with them, we- then we'll build on them. Yeah. So we're never- I mean, we have written a lot of songs from scratch together, totally. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of the time, it's kind of like we'll go away, work separately, and then present an idea- and be like, do you dig this? Yep. Oh, that bass line's cool. We could do that with a different drum beat. We could speed it sure. up. We can, you know, it's kind of like we remix each other's ideas. And then Fully. once we're both on that same wave, then we'll really come together and yeah, source and it up. Yeah, and then do the really annoying shit right at the end yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah, just tweak this. And then, oh, we'll just make a little perfect little gap so then you yeah. can ninja Yeah, it's that. very far from rock and roll. Yeah, it's yeah. so annoying. Far cry. What, can, can you explain what mastering is? No, no one can. No one can. <laughs> no, no, please. no one in the industry knows. <laughs> if anybody listening to this can explain what mastering is, please send an email to the Batuta Advocate. It's just on the invoice that they give to the label yeah. at the end. Straight it's up. Like, it's a big cahoot. We've got it's Sony in the corner. <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what is mastering? Is that just a cash cow? No, <laughs> Sony doesn't know what mastering is. <laughs> no, no one knows. knows. Dude, so when I ask about it, and I keep asking about it, I was talking to Cassian, who's a legendary uh, mix engineer. If anyone knows, it's Cassian, yeah. by the way. This guy's a sound freak. He, he mixes all of Rufus's stuff, which is, sounds just pristine. Sounds and lovely. I was talking to him about it, and he's like, dude, they don't, they're not doing shit. And I'm like, what? I'm like, surely they are. And he's like, I mean, they are, but like it comes down to the mix. Yeah. The mix down is more important than the master. The mix down is everything. Yeah. A master, to me, it's making a song louder without it clipping and distorting. Yeah. But- so if I you mean, buy enough expensive uh, outboard computer gear, gear yeah. or, or, and outboard gear, then you just sort of get this mastering chain and it's sort of set. And then you, you've you got this you really expensive 50 grand mastering chain. You can charge everyone 500 bucks a pop and just run their yeah. song through it without so, changing any settings. Yeah. It'll just make their song a bit louder. It's yeah. like on this right here, like say the those audio tracks, like that's the song. Mm-hmm. You got your mastering chain on like the master channel, yep. which just goes across everything. You just run the song through that, bounce it out, send it off and charge, you know. 500 bucks. Five, yeah. It's crazy. Maybe yeah, more. So I think sometimes it's more. Yeah. It's, Some people charge Tom crazy. Tom rest in peace, yeah. was charging us a bit more. He was great though. And I go, what's he doing with this master? He was great. <laughs> no one knows, man. No one knows. It's a mystery of the industry. Yeah, they're just like I, maybe they're just scamming the whole game. Shout out to them. It's like maybe those, not. Now like all master firepower. Remember firepower tablets that you'd put in your petrol tank and it'd make your fuel last longer. Whoa, yeah. was that a thing? Yeah, that, they, they. I think they sponsored <laughs> the Raiders. I think <laughs> up the milk, up the milk. <laughs> firepower. That was uh, one of the great. <sighs> Dude, frauds dude that is a great great hustle little tablets in the tank yeah. <laughs> was it made in Canberra too oh probably in Fishwick oh, made by Canberra yeah. Milk like every good it was, made in, it was made in Fishwick like every good rod it came out of Canberra 
<laughs> Holy dooly. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to try to like swoop back to our origins of learning how to do laptop yeah. music real quick. Give him the origin story. I just really have to shout out this guy who was, uh, his name's Ben Collin. And uh, we saw this guy DJing around Canberra and we heard his music and his music production levels were so far above and beyond everyone else in Canberra at least. And so we uh, we hit him up and we're like, hey. And by that stage, we were DJing at parties and putting on sh- parties and we're like, we want to book you for a DJ set. And he was like, cool, man. And then we booked him. He went, he rocked up and played. And then at the set, we're like, hey, you want to get in the studio? And then this is when our lives changed forever. We yeah. went and watched him making songs. And that was it. We just sat back watching. Because yeah, mm. there was no like Ableton school back then. No, no, no. There was no, no one could teach you anything except... For piano. Yeah, yeah, we used to sit on his yeah. bed and watch him for hours and hours. Yeah, right. Just days watching, and days watching him and move that yeah. cursor back and then move shit around. I totally. we once spent 24 hours watching him compress a snare drum. Yeah, <laughs> which in hindsight, it's like, fuck, I could never do that. But it's like, that's all part of it, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. like, at that time, we were just like, wow, yeah. what's going on? How is this happening? And that was definitely an integral part of it all, yeah. for sure. And the weed made the time go by very fast. Yeah, when you're stoned as well, everything's just like, you know, it could be 20 seconds or 20 hours, and you're like, oh, well, that's done. Curse it. Well, now, you know, in Canberra, it's perfectly legal. Yeah, you can grow. Yeah. You can grow yeah. plants like you can lots of them. Grow your own hooter down there. Yeah, two plants each. Two plants each is that it? Fully legal. In a share house, you know, out the back of Belconnen or something, there'd be fucking <laughs> 10 like, or 20 plants. Dude, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely in Belco, there'd yeah. be fucking... Right. In Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> I loved all the dropping of summer. Kayleen, mate. Kayleen. There would be so many weed plants in Kayleen. I bet if they did like a survey on how many weed plants there are per capita in the suburbs of... Canberra, Kayleen would come up number one. Brings a yeah. new meaning to the bush capital, am I right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no are right. Literally no one shaves. <laughs> Ruben doesn't shave. One time Ruben said in an interview that he hasn't shaved his pubes in a while. And then uh, Daily Mail did a whole article on it. You remember that? Yeah. It, I don't understand. Speaking of Bush. Daily Mail, very clever stuff that they're putting out. Dude, that's highbrow. People click it, dog. <laughs> yeah, they're going to imagine the dudes that like, they're going to click this. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. Doug guy says he has giant pews. Yeah. <laughs> I thought 190,000 people read honest. that article, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two people so, read the article. Uh, yeah. It was me and Ruben. We don't descend to clickbait at this news organ. I love it. Real, real <laughs> shit. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. So tell us where you're at now. You've figured out how to make music. Yeah. Um, you figured out how to be a part. That was a big step up for you too. Mm. Uh, you know, what was that six months? Is that the longest since you were little boys? Since we were little boys, well, yeah. it's funny because I'm. I've we've been apart a bit now, like location wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd have moved to Melbourne about three and a half years. Yeah, ago. right. Okay, and then we opened up a pub there. Yeah, we did. It was fun. <laughs> it's still there. It's killing it. Is that the one with the? They've got a mixer in there. Is that the pub down there where you can make music in there? Whoa, nah, that sounds no, sick. Though. I heard that one opened up down there. Yeah. 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 That's a fun. So, so a what, fun what's idea. the bar that you opened up and left? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've abandoned. There's, I think it's still there. It is still there, and it's still. It's like post COVID saved it. To be yeah. honest, so weirdly, job like, keeping it. It's in. Uh, it's in right Paran, it and the city the pubs they still haven't really opened it again yet properly. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's been just going out in Paran, but all the neighbouring pubs have closed due to the pandemic. So. Yeah. They kind of don't have anywhere else to go except us. <laughs> it's really smart marketing. 
that we've calculated yeah. and executed finally. Yeah, <laughs> lots of good. It's called planning. it's called talk to me. It's in uh, South Yaza, and it's it's a fun time. But we've been apart for a while it's now. But so every time we come together now, it's actually way doper because yeah. we yeah we get in the studio. I feel like the music that we write together is better, and also we just have a funner time. Yeah, yeah, yeah you exactly. Don't, you're not you're not sick of each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So new music out now, right? Chemicals came out the other day. Yep. Mm. Was this the first song that kind of origins, it, it originated with, you know, the two of you in different countries? No, this one actually was the result of a session we actually did together after Adam had been living in Melbourne for a bit. Yep. And I was living in Sydney and Sarah Ahrens was in Melbourne at the time and she'd just gotten back from LA and was happy to do a session. Yep. And we wrote fire with her in LA okay and so we, we really loved her and her writing process and she's just a legend in every way shape and form and uh so she, talented yeah so Crazy. talented also we met Tim Heidecker during our session with her in LA so we we're just like this girl is the best luck of all time yeah. we were actually quoting Tim Heidecker in this pizza restaurant we were going oh spaghetti spaghetti like doing all the Tim and Eric shit go and get a spaghetti <laughs> yeah. and he walked like, say, like, you're Pat, our mate, yeah. and he walked right behind him, and I was like, that looks a fuckload like Tim Heidecker. And then I was like, wait, this is LA. This must be Tim Heidecker. <laughs> Dude, the guy that so we're crazy. just impersonating walked in. Straight up. And he would have heard <laughs> it, too. And he kind of looked over, and I was like, oh, whoa, this is crazy. And, like, we quote him every day. Like, he's the funniest dude in the <laughs> world. Now. And he came over and talked to us for a while, but we saw Sarah as, like, a good luck Omen, yeah. A, a yeah, good yeah. luck charm. Yeah, a reverse omen. Yeah. She yeah. can yeah. summon funny people yeah. at any given second. Our favorite second. comedians. Our favorite comedians. <laughs> Adam Sandler walks in. <laughs> Why don't we all do Well, come on, Grandma. Jack and chill. So, yeah, we got in the studio with her again in Melbourne, and <laughs> we're at the Sony Studios, and it was so weird. We were jamming on like this keyboard, but the keys were really tiny and it was, things were not right from the start. It was a cloudy day and the speakers we were working on were like maybe two inches by four inches. There was something real weird about the studio that day, but it's since improved. I'm, I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at the time the we were like- good. Yeah, we were like, yeah, let's just get this going and just try and make something. Ruben was working on some chords and I was working on some drums and Sarah just did her magic. Yeah, and right. she's just like, it's crazy to watch her work. She brings a notepad and a pen. And she just like comes up with melody, lyrics, mm -hmm. idea, concept, all within a matter of five minutes or so. Every yes, time, if, she, if she's feeling it. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll be like, oh, maybe change that word, maybe change this melody here. And, and she'll try so. everything. She'll be like, yeah, better. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dump, blah, 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 blah. Just like straight on. Yeah. Keep going. That's why she's like the best. Like she writes for all the top artists in America now. It's yeah, crazy. Right. And yeah. she's something to say about that kind of speed of like relentlessness. Like if you've only written it in the last 10 minutes, you're not attached to it. Yeah. Where mm. if you, you know, a bit slower, you may be working on the melodies. A few Leonard hours Cohen. down the track, you're like, this one's been there for Leonard hours Cohen now. Is, uh, yeah. Leonard Cohen's 15, 15 years on the second verse. Yeah, like, come on, yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a clever guy, though. Yeah, no, he was. It was he worth is. it for a lot of those songs. Lenny, um, Co <laughs> Lenny Coco. 
<laughs> Lenny Coco. Lenny Coco was a clever yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, that was his little solo. Lenny. That, was, that was his side project. That was his. Hey, co- I'm Lenny Coco. <laughs> that, that was his. That was his yeah. dope lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Coco. <laughs> um, okay, well we've got Sony in the corner here, and I'm saying this now. She gives me a thumbs up as I say it. We're going to finish this episode with. Peking Duck's new song, Chemicals. Ooh. Out now. You might be able to catch him before uh, before Adam fucks off back to America. But yeah, thank you for joining us today, fellas. Dudes, thank you for having us. Thank you it's very pleasure. much for having us. Thanks for coming all the way up here, boys. Mate, long trek, but Bloody it, was a, it was fucking worth it. All right, let's go. Let's go, um, yeah. let's go drink some Strong Zero. Yep. Okay. See you talking like that. It's a problem I can't try to explain. 